1: Welcome to another edition of the Conduits of Trouble podcast. Zolagad and uh, Chip Scoggins, of course, Star Tribune sports columnist, as always. And uh, Chipper, let's start here. So you figure it, uh, a week ago the Twins played the Red Sox, 17-inning game, and you think to yourself, okay, you know what, that's a nice one-off. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, too long a game, but it's going to happen every, oh, what do you think, five, ten years you're yeah. going to play that many games? They come back the next week and they top it. We, we both started uh, Thursday at Target
0: Field, but we did not end it
1: 18 innings, so in back-to-back weeks in the same stadium, you go 17 and 18.
0: Yeah, I I made it through eight innings, and then I uh, went back to work to finish up a long-form feature I have on Jose Barrios coming up. Uh, Went downstairs to our gym, got a good workout in, showered up, went back upstairs, packed up, and I caught the end of the game on the the drive home. So, you know, we were talking about earlier, I'm not – I'm not in favor of the kind of the quirky put a guy on second or third. Right. Um, if you get past 12 inning or whatever but that game sort of felt like because they didn't score I mean Twins score in the first inning and Tampa scores on top of second And then there were no runs for what? I think all the runs. Sixteen innings, seventeen innings. I left
1: because the game fourteen innings. Yeah, the game was delayed by rain uh, from I think what was going to be like a twelve oh five or twelve fifteen start to one oh five. I left after two to come into work, and I think I saw all the runs Mm -hmm. until the eighteenth. Yeah, so it's absolutely uh, crazy. But yeah, you think to yourself, okay, you know what? Once in a while, you're going to see, it. and that's why I I joked about what you just said about uh, placing a a guy on second base, I think to start the 13th or yeah. something. And then I got on Twitter, I got a ton of feedback. You can't do do that in baseball. And I'm like, well, I get it. And these games don't happen much. Well, when it goes back to back weeks, I'm now very serious about putting a guy on
0: third to start. It, the fifteenth yeah. inning or something. And it's crazy what it does to your, to your pitching staff. Cause now you're scrambling for a couple of days, right? You mm-hmm. have to pitch on his bullpen day. I assume they'll have to call somebody up probably. Yes.
1: Cause week. they start a three game series uh, in Chicago against the white Sox so tonight on Friday, fresh arms. I would think.
0: Yes. Um, so – and it'll be interesting to see this is where Brio tonight, right? This will be – this is where you need your starter to really give you a good performance because we talked about it, I think I was in here last week, where when you win one of those games, it probably – you know, you're sky high, but when you burn through your whole pitching staff and you lose it – um and how many strikeouts did they have in that game? Did I believe they set
1: a team record in strikeouts. I think they struck out I, I've got the box score right here. I think it was what was it 18 times total that they struck out. Yeah, they had Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> 22 times. Oh my god. They struck out 22 times and Tampa Bay struck out 17 times. And the Twins bullpen actually pitched well. Yeah. Uh the guy that I feel bad for though because it's in both games that he has started and played quite a bit. They finally took him out I think in the 17th yesterday. Mitch Garver, though. I know. Man, uh, I know. among all the studies that we do now in sports and yeah. baseball and rest and, you know, go take a nap because you might be t- – poor Mitch Garver has caught either an entire 17-inning game against the Red Sox and
0: or the majority 16. of an 18 yeah. yeah. Well, I think it was the 15th inning where he came up with runners on first and second hitting with one out and hit into a double play, and he slammed his helmet as he crossed first base and – Sure, he won the game in the end, but he's probably thinking, oh, i got to put that gear on and go back out there for another. I'm sure his knees were just shot at that point, you know? Well, yeah. And in back-to-back weeks, Yeah, I'd go to Rocco and say, Rocco, do yeah. me a favor. i got to come <laughs> out of this game. I don't
1: care if you've got williams Astadillo, uh as a third catcher, which they didn't on yeah. Thursday, but i got to get out of here.
0: Yeah, it's... Um I give fans credit that stick through the whole thing because it was a five hours and something game probably and, the, and, Red and Sox, the rain delay and the Red
1: Sox game which I left that one after thirteen <clears throat> that one there was a lot of fans that stayed and that was yeah. that went till if I'm one, one correct about it yeah one i the morning correct, I believe, yeah, yeah one so yeah. that was absolutely ridiculous your feeling right now about this club which is as we we record this and it's uh, late morning on Friday so they haven't played the White Sox yet fifty two and what twenty eight right now eight games up on Cleveland, and look, you know what? Cleveland started the year really poorly. Mm-hmm. They are not a great team, but they're not a terrible team. So so this whole notion that you were going to spend the entire summer, you know, 10 games up or 12 yeah. games up was not going to happen.
0: Well, and eventually this team was going to hit some adversity. I mean, with with injuries and guys regress, you know, coming back to the pack a little bit. We're seeing it with Jake Odorizzi. I mean, he wasn't going to stay at – at that ERA all year, Um, the bats were going to cool off. They weren't going to keep hitting five home runs a game. And so I think it just kind of all hit at once. And they're still – you know, they took two or three from Tampa. I mean, they're still – are they playing as well as they were? No. earlier in the year they're not, but I think that's to be expected. So I think more than anything, they just need to get guys back. I mean, they really missed Buxton, obviously. Absolutely. I mean, his defense, and we've seen – you know you're just piecemeal together in the outfield that that series Rocco you know having to put different guys out there um so they just need to get healthy i think more than anything get those guys back and get marwin back get bucks back and then i think they'll start playing better again rosario too rosario yeah because
1: he he you know twisted the ankle I don't two his, nights ago now I, yeah. well the good thing is it's not a hamstring sure so no. i think i think he'll he'll be fine but aside from the fact that uh Kepler basically came back after mm-hmm. getting hit on the elbow uh in game 1 of the Tampa series and said I can play it. and th- they said okay we're so desperate we'll play you. But besides that when it comes to Buxton, Rosario, th- if you have an injury like that, they're not going to rush you, which in baseball I have no problem with.
0: And I'd rather be smart <clears throat> oh, and yeah. try and get a guy back. Well, especially when you have that lead and and here's the thing, you know, it, we'll start with Buxton when you get hit on the hand, you want to make sure you can swing the bat and feel comfortable and don't get into a bad habit at the plate because he was, you know, he looked like he was starting to figure it out as a hitter. and Now you don't want to have a step back there. But if they had Marwin, I think you'd probably send Sano down, right? Oh, I think if he you. was healthy. Yeah, I think you have to now, don't you? Uh, once Marwin's back and yeah. healthy? Yeah, I think. I just you. don't see because he's not. I mean, he has to be able to hit big league pitching, but. Clearly, I mean, he's striking out what, 50% of the time? I mean, it's, it's, and he's trying to figure it out against big league pitching pitching with a big spotlight on him here because, you know, it's easy to, it's easier, less pressure to do it when you're in Rochester where it's not as much fan, not as much media, and you can just kind of work on it under less stressful situation than being in a sold out park with, being asked about it every day, you know, so I think once guys get healthy and they have the luxury of sending him down there, Mm -hmm. if he's not in a better spot with his swing, I think you have to.
1: So I I wrote something about Sano's struggles, I think a week ago for our website at scorenorth.com. And my contention at that point was, I don't think sending him down, and he does have, I want to say one option left. So he can be sent down. Mm -hmm. My contention at that time, Chip, was that I don't know if it helps because he's going to go down there and he's gonna be away from the big league coaching staff, which wouldn't be great. But he also is gonna face triple A pitching and if he mashes that, who cares? But it's so bad now. Yeah. I don't see a way around it. And you know what? If he goes down there and mashes triple A pitching, okay, that's an improvement. But he is so he's so dysfunctional at the plate right now. That it's not fair to me to the rest of this team to continue mm-hmm. to to trot him out there and have him take these at bats and they tried to bat him ninth and they are to bat him ninth yeah and well and Roc- Rocco tried to say well you you don't understand we have a lot of the conversations about where guys bat it doesn't matter He's are batting ninth you're batting ninth yeah. for a reason and sure. and with Buxton, it's worked and that's awesome mm-hmm. so good so good for for the Twins there
0: <clears throat> but the thing with Miguel is he is
1: just a complete mess he's lost yeah yeah
0: he is you know and whatever it is with the swing or confidence or not seeing, whatever it is that's, he he's lost right now. And he's striking out half the times he go up there. And so, you know, I mean, I don't think it's an effort or a tension or anything like that okay. with him this time, but I just think he's, he's lost as a hitter. And so you got to figure it out. And so <clears throat> I'm not sure that extra batting practice up here is going to do it. Right. Well, and no. And the problem
1: too, is that, this team's so good. Is it fair to continually get those at bats from a guy in in an order that is act you know well, that's, what, that's good? It's not if I'm if I'm Jonathan Scope or Gonzalez yeah. at some point in time I say what are you guys doing here?
0: Well, when they're healthy, that would be an issue. Right now, they have no choice. Correct. I mean, now he has to play, but when they're healthy, absolutely, you can't keep putting a guy out there that's striking out that much and having guys that have been productive and deserve to play keep them on the bench just hoping Snow magically figures it out. I think, you know, and it's not punishment to sit him down there. I mean, you know, guys get in slumps and need mechanical adjustments all the time. And so hopefully he would take it the right way. I just don't know. It's kind of that it's that question, is he better off up here with your big league staff or down in Rochester where there's less pressure and worse pitching and he can figure it out there? I might be tempted. The one thing I might do, I might send Rudy Hernandez, the assistant
1: Hitting coach call. with him to AAA, but he, not for a long time. Yeah, but I just you need like this is it for him? Mm-hmm. Like if you can't unlock this now, yeah. you can't just keep bringing him back to 2020 spring training and be like, well, hopefully you'll yeah. you'll get it now. So so this is critical mass, mm-hmm. uh, and. and I don't know how you fix him, but you have to do, and the Twins will, I think, but you have to do your damnedest to make the fix now because you can't just keep repeating the cycle and in in two years be like, well, we're, we're still trying. We're still waiting. That's yeah. not going to work. No,
0: and it, I like to call him Rudy Hernandez because in talking to guys, he's very kind of under the radar important in there. Yes. Like People uh, with the Spanish-speaking players yep. definitely gravitate to him, not only for hitting, but just everyday Live conversations and very popular with players. Yep, and and that's probably why they wouldn't do, do it because of the rest of the guys. That's why I worry about how it like affect
1: the rest. But of But I the, might do it for let's two say, days. Th- yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just be and just say,
0: hey, go down there and you know and what, work and yeah, because I mean, when you're here, you can't. He probably just doesn't get the same amount of reps and work. I mean, you could come in early, and he, I think he's doing that, right? He's taking extra batting practice. Rocko, alluded to the fact that they're doing things behind the scenes that we aren't privy to sure but he didn't I'm sure it's video it's probably in the that. cage yeah. you know whatever it is I, I mean it stands to reason if a guy's struggling this bad you're not gonna be like all right we're we're gonna keep the same routine yeah you're absolutely. gonna try whatever so um yeah I mean remember what did we start the year saying before they got really good that this season all was about bucks and snow and finding out their your foundations and with Byron, you so far have found out a lot, and it's yeah. it's positive. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I just if if you're going to, and I think you're at the point where you have to use that last option to demote him, mm-hmm. then it's got to pay off, or you're done. Yeah, and then you're then you make a long. And the problem now, too, Chipper. Okay, so let's say the Twins decide it's done. They can't. You know, there's nothing they can do. They've tried, or or they get to that point late in this year, or a season, I should say. You can't trade him now. No. Or if you do, you're going to give him away. Yeah. So there's no value where, where you could go go to a team and say, hey, we think you could fix him. hmm. And,
0: and the thing is, when he comes back up, now you can, Gonzalez will, will float around to different positions, but sure. if you want to say, you know, we're, we're putting him at third until Sano figures this out, is sitting on the bench being a, you know, for Miguel? A pinch hitter, what you no. mean? I don't see that no, as no, a— No, no, That's now, not—
1: Now, if, if he's on your playoff roster— well, That's different. That's exactly what I do, but right, that's different. Yeah. No, I think it's—you need to find a way to fix him, and, and you can't—it can't be here if, if the results are going to be what they've been, because there's a level of professionalism now that this team seems to have. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't fit into it. Well, and you have
0: guys that deserve to play.
1: Yes. And, and you also and have guys who deserve to have the support of a good at-bat, mm-hmm. and when you're not getting it, yeah, that becomes yeah. pretty ridiculous. Uh, All-Star thought for you. Mm-hmm. Why do we care that much when, when it has now become, you know, I, I was at that game throughout the rain delay, and they're on the PA system <laughs> basically saying, you know, vote, get your phone yeah. out and vote for you. And I get it. It's the fans' game, and it's been – this way for a long time but the more i think about this the more i find it amusing that we have conversations about the all-star game like he made the all-star yeah. team and
0: it, it does. baseball one's still different well but the game but the point is the
1: election process of starters yeah it lends itself to just saying okay it's essentially a popularity contest and polanco deserved to be on the team and made it so good good but for him but every team around the league is doing exactly what the twins are which is yeah get your phones out and vote as much as you can so it's just
0: it is but working. I find it' interesting that Plunkett got the and maybe the twins fans just voted like crazy for him, but what do you think his name recognition is baseball wide for fans in San Diego or mild New York or mild right now, mild, right? yeah, it's not but that he's big. a starter, so that yeah. means something
1: no, and that's nice. I just the whole process though now, yeah, in nineteen fifty seven if I'm correct. Reds fans stuffed the ballot box so bad that until like seventy or seventy one, the vote was taken away from fans. Yeah. Well, was... now that's all it is. Yeah, I know. Get your iPhone. Get your phone out yeah. and vote. And I'm I'm not even criticizing it. It's just funny that we like go through these. Oh, he got snubbed. It's not yeah. snubbing. It's popularity. Yeah, it's a popularity contest. And good for them for they got Polanco
0: right. Yeah. yeah, they got the right. But you at know, the end, it's the right vote for all your twins. I know. So who makes it in? Uh, does both Odorizzi and Burrios make it, or just one? I bet just one. Don't you? That would be my guess. And I think with the I think with the
1: drop off of uh, Odorizzi in recent weeks, and it's not been terrible, but, yeah, but he's definitely dropped off. Probably Burrios. I bet it's Burrios. Yeah, and Burrios, you know what? He deserves it. Yeah, he's been phenomenal.
0: And so Rosario. Well.
1: If he's healthy, which I think he will be by that time. He deserves it. He should probably go. Polanco's going. Let's say Barrios goes. Rosario goes. Uh, Crone Crone actually has a good case. I don't think he's going to
0: make it. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: you know. And and Rosario also got snubbed snubbed last last year, year. so they might make that up to him.
0: Yeah. And I I think he probably, I mean, there's, you know, four or five guys that Oh, I think you can make strong cases. I for think Crohn should go. Yeah, I do too. CJ Crohn's been Fantastic. phenomenal. Yeah. And and his defense, and I
1: he's he's made he's made some fielding miscues in recent weeks, but his ability to pick baseballs is yeah, I didn't And like I don't think we appreciate how tough that job is. I there's there's this baseball wide assumption that oh do you just put the worst guy at first base and he can play there. Mm-mm. We've seen that before. Yeah. A bad first baseman is hard to watch.
0: Well, think about how many errors he saved by just picking balls out of the dirt from Sano, from Polanco, yeah absolutely um he's yeah he's better defensively than i guess i didn't really have any expectations for him defensively i just thought he was a hitter but yep. he's been better in that in that yeah and he's had a couple there you know uh errors here lately but um for the whole stretch he's been better than i thought yeah so he i mean he deserves i don't i don't know if he makes it but um i wouldn't put him ahead of Rosario or just Garver no get picked I mean, how many catchers are you going to take?
1: Yeah, that's probably true. I just he he's an he is an interesting case to me because he has certainly been a huge surprise. Yeah, you can you can make the case. I just don't know how many how many catchers they typically take in an all star game. I don't I don't know. Uh, what is your expectation with NBA free agency, which now starts what Sunday, Sunday afternoon, like right? Five o'clock I think yeah, our time. You got to tell your family. I hey, know. Hey, is it?
0: hey, honey. Hey, it's, Sorry, I got bad news for you. Isn't it amazing that the how um, popular and must see the off seasons become for NBA with with the player movement in the last Chip, five what five years? Would you say it's really elevated to to me? And, and I'm not
1: a huge basketball guy. I enjoy it, but to me, the NBA. Off season is far more compelling than anything that actually goes on on the
0: court. You think about like the hold that like Kawhi has over several cities, Toronto. I'm sure they're going crazy up there. Any, yep. any wasn't there a, a couple? Was it last week where there's a picture of him at Home Depot getting boxes, and all of a sudden, yes, now right. it's a major store. He's moving. He's not staying. He's moving. Uh, he's, he's getting because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's at Home Depot. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to see how it kinda all shakes out. And it's just it just reaffirms that league is all about players. It's not about teams. And Absolutely. we have we, said it for and you've said that. Yeah, it's it's about With players. With your kids. Yeah. Well you know, Probably right? He's, yeah. He, I mean they he doesn't care. No, it's not teams. That's it's Chris players. Chris Paul's story yeah. that, that yeah. you tell is a great story. And if Chris Paul moved on to somewhere else, he would get that Chris Paul jersey. Yeah. And it, he would he would drop the rockets like a bad habit. Like he dropped the the Clippers, which might not be a bad idea. Just I know exactly. Them. You might want to advise. Talk about them. dysfunction. Yeah. Dropping
1: Houston like a bad habit might be um, a good idea.
0: Yeah. So I, um, I'm i curious, you know, Danny here's score. He thinks it's 50 50. The Wolves get um, D'Angelo Russell. I, You know, they're going to have to make a trade to, to do it, obviously, because they have no money to bring on that kind of sure. salary. But that would shake things up around here if you could pair Russell with Towns. And now, kind of fill in around with shooters. Yep, that would speed up the timeline we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Like, what's the time? We, well, the, I think we thought this was as a long play as much as there is a long play in sports. Yes. If you could somehow unload Wiggins, you know, get Russell. Oh, in now here, you're talking about a new world. Yeah, then then the dynamics change, and I'm not saying they're gonna you know contend for a championship, um, but at least you're thinking, all right, this team could be more competitive quicker than, than what we think now, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if that happens. I assume it has to happen in the first week, right? Is it just a rush where all of a sudden these things get done yeah, in the well, first what's, three what's days? Yeah, well, what's the deal in like the, the NFL, NBA, just, NBA? They can there's uh, a, agree to contracts starting on Sunday, but then they can't sign them for July, is it 10th? I, I don't know what the day is. But, yeah, there's they don't actually sign it. Well, but and, and but the news will trickle out. The
1: linchpin player here is Kyrie, sure. Because if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, which now is being heavily discussed, then the, the Nets, Nets will keep just Russell. keep him. Yeah, they'll keep him. But if Kyrie goes to Brooklyn, then then you're,
0: D'Angelo Russell's gone. Then right? he's gone. Yeah. So if yeah, you if the Lakers pull that and get Kyrie there, then I don't see it happening here. This is why
1: what what we're talking about now is why baseball's uh, off season and hot stove frustrates me, Chip, so much though because. This is so much fun, and I'm not and the suspense. As I said before, and anti- I'm not even yeah. Mr. Basketball, but like the suspense of where is Kawhi going or where is Kyrie going, and how, how will the dominoes subsequently fall when Kyrie signs? Yeah, and who's going to be traded? And it makes it fun. And football is great at the same thing. Yeah, uh,
0: basketball is great. Well, remember and baseball? You have Bryce Harper sit on the open market for two months. It's I know. Ridiculous. Remember, like when when baseball free agency start, there's like a month or six weeks. We we're, were sitting there like, there's nothing happening. I know. There's no movement. I know. they are just I sitting there.
1: Eventually, I gave up. I didn't. By the time Bryce Harper went to the Phillies, I almost didn't. Now, you could say that's teams being prudent with their money. Well, it's no cap, so they can all bid. And, and the problem with a guy like Machado or guys like Machado or Harper is is there's going to be what? Like three or four Three or four, teams. yeah. That's it. But this is just where basketball hits such a sweet spot mm-hmm. of creating, you know, the draft, which, by the way, is flawed yeah. because it's stupid that a guy puts a cap on of a team he's not going to wear. But the draft gets done, and and the draft is okay, not great. But then basically a week and a half after that, you, you hit free agency, and it's just nothing but great speculation. And and if- and, and you are, and the thing, too, is we, we can at least sit here and talk about the Wolves. We have no idea if they're going to be successful or get a guy like, yep. like D'Angelo Russell, Chip. But we can at least have this conversation, and it – takes a market like
0: this and gives you a compelling conversation? Sure. Yeah, I mean, you're in the mix. And that sport, because one guy can change everything if you you get the right guy. Now, I don't think the Wolves are in that market, obviously. But when you're talking about the league where a couple guys flip teams and all of a sudden the whole dynamic shifts, the Western Conference is going to shift this offseason big time. Absolutely. Right? Katie, if he leaves and signs somewhere else. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's he's not going to play anyways. And Clay Thompson's got towards ACL. Mm -hmm.
1: No, the the Western Conference now becomes really interesting.
0: Lakers were an absolute train wreck. Yep. And now you have two of the top, what, five players. Yes. And you're going to add another max contract player. And now all of a sudden, they're the preeminent favorite to win the championship. Yes. Like that. And it's it's fun, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What is your what is your guess about what number LeBron is going to switch to now? That LeBron yeah. is going to surrender his twenty three to uh,
0: Davis. Well, did he did he tweet six? Oh, did did he tweet something? I out? think he did okay. this morning. Did okay. he? Did he? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see. Is he I going back yesterday? Yeah, he he he. Uh, I think he tweeted six today. So that's
1: again though the genius of this. League. I know. Do you know how much they now have? Le- everyone with a
0: LeBron jersey who who still well,
1: likes him for the most part is now going to go buy a new LeBron jersey. So, it's genius.
0: So me. my little guy has always been an Anthony Davis fan. So he you know he had the 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 uh, New Orleans uh, Anthony Davis jersey. So he gets traded. So now he he's got to get the Lakers one. I mean that that's and, how and your point. And he does not care about. He the does teams. not care. He, you know, he's, I don't know. He's ever watched the Lakers, but he's getting the Anthony Davis. He, he's got to have the Anthony Davis Lakers. And that's the marketing of the NBA is just the way they market their stars, and the stars market themselves. I mean, they're they're corporations. They're many corporations.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Unlike any other sport. It's, it's, why it's Well, I guess Brady's probably like that a little bit, right?
1: Oh, yeah, but not. But, but I guess but it, like, that's the ultimate. About, but you're talking about league wide. Yeah. You're talking about absolutely, and, and it's this is why the NBA is the only league where I think if you run a team, it is very smart to listen to your star player if mm-hmm. your star player is a superstar. Yeah, he, you have to know that he's – You know, if Kirk Cousins, t- Cousins tells yeah. me what to do, I don't care. If if Zach Parisi or Suits – and God knows they will tell me what to yeah. do, but I still don't care, no. right? Twins, well, you know, what? You're okay, you're really good, Jose Barrios, and I'll pay you a lot – but you're not going to tell me what was, I'm doing. A pitching coach. If Carl Anthony Towns walks into my office and I'm Glenn mm-hmm. Taylor or Gerson Rosas, I'm going to be like, Cause here, okay.
0: Here's the thing, and I wrote this when they when they were um, when they uh, hired or gave uh, Ryan the job full time. That you you don't want to get in the spot where you're letting players pick coaches and GMS. But the one thing they can't run the risk of is Towns two years from now or three years from now saying you know what i've had enough of this dysfunction i'm out of here and if he's good with ryan saunders which he clearly is i mean there's a trust there already yeah then i think it's that was the right call because you're starting from a a a point where towns feels good about because we went to that press conference and he was like that's the happiest i've ever seen towns or like engaged like he was like Energized with with Rosos, with Ryan, with all the stuff he's hearing, the changes they're making, and so it's 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 a tricky thing because you can't let superstars run the whole organization, right? Because you, you know everybody needs a boss, but if if Towns was to get annoyed and walks out, of, you know, and says trade me like what Anthony Davis did, then what? Yep. Well, then, then, where are you? And and the way I, I see it now,
1: an NBA head coach babysits, soothes people, especially stars who are upset, right? Mm. But how much actual coaching go- goes on? I, I and I'm not saying it yeah. doesn't. It does go on. Yeah. But if but it's far more it's far more important uh, for the Wolves for Cat to be happy, yes, and for Cat to be engaged as possible, and that includes on the court. That Mm -hmm. includes recruiting D'Angelo Russell and guys like that off the court. So it's not just, you know, I'm a veteran coach, X's and O's guy. Yeah. And that's where I think with Cat and Ryan, it it sort of makes sense there.
0: Well, and I mean, I always look at Steve Kerr is like the classic example. I mean, look at those dominant personalities, and they made it work. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way they played, it wasn't selfish or anything. I mean, they were – Probably the most selfish esteem you're gonna see, the way they move the ball and stuff like that. And and he handled, you know, some tough personalities with Draymond, Draymond and Kevin Durant and, and
1: Durant. Who's prickly as can be. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and that and I'm not trying to say he doesn't coach because he does, but I'm also saying there's so much more to that job than 100%, just coaching.
0: Hundred percent. That
1: yeah. that if that if I'm a good coach but I yell and scream and you bristle
0: and you're cat, then guess what? I lose. And that's why it became obvious with Tibbs the constant just Pounding, pounding, right. pounding! Scream is like I don't. That's just not going to work in yep. today's NBA. You, you can say, "Well, I don't like that," and that's fine. But hey, the dynamics have changed, right? It absolutely you name me is. a sport, Chipscoggins,
1: outside of football now, because I, I think, I think football's different. it's a different mentality, it's changing, but it's a different exactly mentality. But you name me a sport outside of the National Football League and football in general where coaching has not changed, baseball.
0: Yeah, look, look at look Rocco. At Rock- yeah,
1: And by the way, th- this entire – and I get it. They're dysfunctional and they're a mess, and it's funny. But this entire story about the Mets GM essentially texting or calling moves in from, from his house yeah. is how baseball works now. I guarantee, I guarantee you if the Twins were honest, there is in-game things in which Falvey relays messages to Rocco at times, and I don't think that they can come out and talk about this. But this is a this is don't a, you think that happens around the league? I know I, exactly, but that's what. But that Met story got out, and people were like, "Ah, oh, typical Mets—they're dysfunctional." Yeah. No, I think that that's how baseball and sports work now. I think mm. that that these guys have their hands on so much information, and and the GMs now are such uh, frontline guys that I don't think the Mets thing is unusual, probably at all. And if people openly discussed it, I think that we would find out there is communication that we would have been like.
0: Only Steinbrenner yeah, did that. Yeah, yeah, that goes you, you can't on. do that. Yeah, there's got to be. Well, that's, that's how it always was. Like, coaches, coach, management, You know that thing. Don't tell me how to. Well, exactly. that that those lines are completely blurred now. Yes, I mean there's line of
1: construction and bullpen construction.
0: Yeah, that's not just one. Guy we here now is like collaboration. That's all you hear. Yes,
1: you know. But that goes. But I think we think of of that as you know, you know, not a strong post coach. Game, post well, post game we we see uh, Derek and Thad or one of them in Rocco's office talking yeah. to Baldelli and we think okay that's the collaboration but I think the collaboration's constant. Oh, I think it's all day long. I do too and I'm not and I would not be surprised one bit if there are in-game things that are dictated
0: through means of which we would say oh my god I can't believe yeah. that that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it is completely football you couldn't do that I don't
1: think I think you could try it and the Browns did and got in trouble but can you imagine Rick trying oh, yeah. to send a message I, down
0: to Zimmer on the sideline I still the think The football game still nuts. so um like bang bang and chaotic on the sideline if that's control chaos yes. that I don't think and you have so many coaches on those headsets I just don't think you know a GM could say hey let's you know let's punt here or whatever I, you know I, I think there is still a pretty clear divide. Uh, in that sport, and I just don't know that it would ever work the way it could, have, you know.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure it's changing, and I'm sure there are some things that that could work, but yeah, I just can't. To go back to what I said, if you know, Rick Spielman tried to get a message to <laughs> throw, Zimmer on the sideline, throw on third down. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that, that. I don't think that that would be no exactly. Now, now you do go, uh, go out and get guys like Kubiak, mm-hmm. who you trust way more. Yeah. So Mike doesn't have to be concerned about that stuff. I think that's. Uh, that's definitely, but that's been around for a long time. But yeah, I think well, you, now that that collaboration thing is is goes so far beyond what we even think collaboration is. Maybe.
0: And who is it? Do, um, isn't there a new thing? Was it the Rams that someone's going to have a game management coach? Well, I think they did. Jed Fish did it, right? Yeah. Where they was it the Rams? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so they I, they I could see I could see that. Yes. Like that being a, a as much as a. Detached. Well, we talked about this before. A timeout coach. Yeah. Like
1: that whole thing. Yeah, game – yeah. clock, The clock – I mean, if you think of, about this, what is screwed up more than the clock by traditional football coaches? Yeah, Nothing. nothing. Yeah. And these kids that played Madden Chip, yeah. you know, like Mackie and Danny mm-hmm. and these guys, they've played Madden so long, they actually have a better idea of how to manage <laughs> And I'm not kidding you, a clock
0: than some of, of these guys well, who are front-line coaches. It, uh, you, and you've been down – It's really it, weird. Well, football just like – I assume it gets so – I use the word chaotic, and maybe that's not the right word, but just emotional and just kind of – I think it's chaos. Yeah, on the sideline, it is a a million things going on, and you can see where coaches just lose their mind or lose track or or don't think clearly about game management. So I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if if teams said, you know what, we'll try to have someone with with a more detached uh, perspective. Yes. That's just bondage during that. It could be in your ear. They don't. You don't have to take it, but but you know there's a lot going on. You got. You're trying to call the next play. You're trying to think of all the different scenarios. To Absolutely, have a more detached uh, view of that to help you out. Or just a yeah, just a calm, clear thinking.
1: But you could make make a very good case that if you just gave a person the clock job, and nothing else, no offensive responsibility. You know, you're not calling plays. No yet. responsibilities other than the clock. That is a good investment of your dollars yeah. if you own a team. Because think about how many
0: times in the, the last few minutes, yeah. yes, things get screwed up. Yeah. Where you let time run out where you're, you're you know, you're not using your timeouts right or you, you, whatever. Yeah. Twelve men trot onto the field, <laughs> out of a timeout at the Superdome. I mean, that would never happen. That would never happen, yeah. I mean, that's a hypothetical. That, that's, a, that's a far-fetched hypothetical. That's a hypothetical, but
1: yeah. <laughs> what is my, well, what what is the hockey team I follow the closest, Chip? Uh, what do you think they're doing? And, and what can they do to get back in the conscious of the Minnesota sports fan? Because, boy, does it feel – it feels like right now it goes Vikings, and it has yeah always. Vikings, twins, they deserve it. Wolves are doing some stuff. For sure. Interesting. A, a curiosity. And then, okay, so that's the top three of, of the four major men's sports we follow. But I can't tell you where I feel the wild is now because it's not like, oh, but they're still a
0: close four. I, it no, feels it, like they're – It feels like they're slipping away from. from, um, Thank you. Being relevant, absolutely. Just, I mean, I don't know what. Honestly, I don't know what the plan is, like or the vision, or are you know are they trading Zucker, not trading him? I mean, at the draft, he said that quote. We said, "I'm not trying to unload him," which just maybe. And then Carly Zucker, or Applin, Jason's wife, went on Twitter and just. Laid the
1: team back. Oh she I didn't see that. Oh yeah, yeah. she's like he's a uh, because I think I think Fenton's um, quote was something like I'm not trying to trade him. You know, or said get the, rid up. of him. Yeah, and she basically said, and she came back with a tweet along the, the lines of Well, he's a good husband, and I'm not I'm not looking to dump him either. But if something better comes, yeah. you know, just the same. The this thing just chipper. It feels so dysfunctional.
0: Yeah, the, the quote that he had just yeah. it looked poor. I thought I just didn't think it.
1: Well, yeah. And, how you articulated it. And it just, I also I don't think
0: he handled the question well.
1: And I also think, and that this is one of several problems, that when it comes to Jason now, everybody knows they're trying to trade him. Yeah. So are you going to, if if you are, uh,
0: I don't know, Caroline or something, yeah. are you going to say, oh,
1: but I will give you a lot? You're no. going to say, you're trying to move this guy. Yeah. And I know you are. So here's what I'll give you.
0: And how do you, if they're not able to, I guess Jason will be a professional and you move on, but there'll be that animosity, right? That. And that locker room, as you know, has never been great. So what happens then? And just furthermore, it's like they have money to spend, right? Yes. So, but if you're a free agent and you're you have options and and you're doing your homework, which they they will, of course, money will always be the number. If 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 the Wild give you more money than someone else, odds are if it's substantial, you'll probably take the money. Yep. Right. Unless it's just a complete disaster. The other money always, to me, is the number one thing, but. If guys are looking at it and, and thinking, all right, I want to go to a team that's right there on the cuffs, that really you can see, okay, this is they have a chance. Are guys going to feel that about the Wild right now? No. With this roster and the age that's of That's why ro- Kessel said no. Yeah, I just Kessel, I don't see Kessel it. Kessel vetoed that trade
1: because he looked at this roster, the, the lack of a top-line center to get him the puck. And, well, what, and if, if you're I, Joe Pavelski, yeah. and you can go, let's say, to Chicago, Minnesota, or take your pick of a third team, and it's all going to be about the same cash in yeah. years. And you're old, and you want a cup desperately. Yeah, You're well, not going to come here. And plus, plus if you do, you're going to walk – and everyone in this league knows everything, right? Yeah. You're going to walk into a room that's been dysfunctional for how long now with the same exact people. And you're, as far as I can tell, Koivu's your captain. So if you're Joe Pavelski, what's the
0: upside to Minnesota? And that's the thing. It's like are they rebuilding – Or and you have these you have you you have a group of
1: I can't tell you what I think the plan is.
0: Koivu, Preezy, Suter that, you know they're getting up there, but you also have these young guys that they're they traded for and he's like, We gotta get a lot younger which I took to mean okay, they're gonna try to rebuild this thing, right? You're gonna start from scratch. Yes. But you can't because the owner doesn't want to. The owner doesn't want to, but and you also have contracts that you can't that you're sort of stuck with, these older guys that so I don't really know like what what the plan is or where they're going or or they want they want to be really young and give you know these young guys they're a lot want of to ice rebuild and win at the same time but their division
1: which I I actually thought uh in 2018 19 was down a little bit is going to get better again mm-hmm. Chicago Colorado man is I going know. to be just outstanding Dallas is solid so so they still look like a, a non-playoff team but it's but it's like Fenton's trying to serve two things. One, his desire to get younger and rebuild. And turn over the roster. turn o- over the roster, which, by the way, I'm okay with if it's done correctly. Yeah. But I'm okay with that. But then there's the second side chip, which is to serve Leopold, who still wants to actively try and win yeah. a cup. And that's just not – so you're trying to do two things. And, and that's why I can't tell you that I have any idea what the actual plan is here.
0: Yeah, and it's just – I keep going back to those that veteran core of – The guys they have, you know, Preezy Suter, Koivu, um, you know, they don't want to be in a rebuild. No,
1: but they are going to have – they're going to have no choice. But the problem is they're also trying to – you know, here's what I don't get. Why are you going out potentially and trying to sign up Pavelski? And who, by the way, I like as a player.
0: But that's not that should not be part of the plan. How much? Not you, right now. But how much does getting Dumba back change the the, the discussion? Their, their defense is pretty good.
1: Yeah, Spurgeon's very good. Dumba is going to help them. But S- Chip, S- look at how many teams in this league build around one superstar yeah.
0: component—the top line center. But they can't. They don't you, have it. You, and you're not you're not going to get that unless you're really really bad. Correct. You're. I mean, or unless you, or unless you're the Blues
1: and you find a stupid team like the Sabers, who gift you Ryan O'Reilly, who is a professional in every sense of the word on the ice.
0: But it's so hard to find. Everybody wants that, absolutely.
1: And so, in the absence of that, but in the absence of that, so you're going to have, so you're,
0: so you're going to be, so you're going to stay just good enough to be bad.
1: Yeah, but you're not going to be awful.
0: They'll they'll be one of those, you know, right on the bubble. uh,
1: But it's a hamster, then, right? Yeah, on the wheel. And that's the
0: thing. It's like shitting the wheel. I don't say they're stuck, but you're not going to get that top difference-maker draft pick if you're right there on the cusp of being a playoff team all the time.
1: No. No. But they're going to—they they should miss— And meanwhile,
0: it. The, the guys you're paying a lot of money you are just going to keep getting older that you can't trade their contract. And look
1: at, you know, look at the Avs. The Avs bottomed out brilliantly for a few years, yeah. and now they're on the come again, and they've got Nathan McKinnon, unbelievable. They've got a young—and they've got faults, but they also have a young roster that you would trade places— if, mm-hmm. if you were the wild in the abs let's trade rosters, you'd do it in a heartbeat. But back to your point, and I think it's the best one, is ordinarily you can look at a team and be like, okay, I think, I don't know what they're going to do, but I know I can see the direction. Yeah, you the see. The twins, it. right? Yeah, and Wolf. the wolves. You wolves. Yeah, twins. I can see the direction.
0: In this one, I can't see the direction. Yeah, because you don't know what, like, you, I think you're right that there might be some competing interest in there about, yeah, we can still get in the playoffs and you never know. I, you know, I don't want to bottom out. And Versus, I want, hey, I want to – GM might say, I want to get really young. and Yep. And the Blues are the worst thing to happen to the Wild
1: because mm-hmm. what, on January 3rd, they're the worst team in hockey. And but as that's, Fent- that's and Fenton outlier. said at that – I know it is, but as Fenton said at, at his uh, pre-draft presser, and I don't like this, but he said, you know, why not us? Why can't we be like that? Well, Paul, you don't have a dominant goaltender – Bennington turned into a complete, you know, yeah. out of nowhere. It's a complete stud. Ryan O'Reilly is an integral piece. You don't have anything close to that. Mm-hmm. So, so okay, the Blues are an outlier, but at least their path, you can see the, the pieces to that puzzle, Chip. Yeah, I don't see the pieces to the puzzle here. Mm-hmm. And Dubnik's Dubnik in goal, and that, that doesn't make him bad, but it also I, – I will be shocked if he ever leads a team on a long Stanley Cup
0: playoff run. But I do wonder – yeah, me too, but I, I do wonder – Internally, if they're looking at it, like, wow, well, we get Dumba back, and now of yeah. sudden we're a lot, we will no, be a lot are. better.
1: You're right, but that doesn't give me that's dangerous. But yeah. I can't. But I can't. I think that path goes nowhere. It probably could get you into playoffs if you were. And this this is going to sound crazy at first, but think about this statement: if you were giving this a lot of thought and saying, "Okay, we didn't make the playoffs. We're really not that good. Like we're going to have some pieces back and." Yeah. And Dumba, to me, I don't trade. I like him and I think he's a part of something. But the guy that you would look long and hard at trading right now, Jared Spurgeon. Contract is coming up, undersized, could help a team a lot. That's the type of guy who gets you a haul if you do it right now. And and that's the other thing is do you trust Fenton? And I don't know why I do. That's the thing. You got to trust the GM's
0: going to make a great deal because. That would get you the haul. He's a good player and you got a good thing going on defense. I know, but. You got to give the. and him
1: being gone might, for the next year, make you worse. Not a bad thing?
0: Yeah. Contract up? But I just don't think – I know I think the bad. owner in this market is like and, – and let's be honest, I mean, that building's not sold out every night now. They have season tickets available for the first time in and so, eight years? And so if you bottom out and then you start losing that season ticket base again because people get frustrated because you're not very good and you're not seeing – the plan or whatever you think you have it's hard to get them to come back john and so i think that's oh, they went remember it took him getting right. it took him getting Parisi and suited to get fans to come back and pay attention and yep. get corporate dollars yep. again and guess what
1: so if if it's corporate dollars that we're discussing right now and i've got let's say 2 to 4 wild season tickets well i'm probably not going to pull out of the package for the hockey team and just allow that cash to, to sit there until they get good again I'm probably going to Target Field right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tar- the Twins are going to sell. The Twins are – I talked to uh, Dave St. Peter, the president, about this a couple days ago. And I think he said they've sold – what did he say? Was it the equivalent of a couple thousand full and partial season ticket packages yeah. in like the past t- two months? And so they, the Twins are going to – so Target Field, which is a great place, is going to become the hot place to be
0: in the summer of 2020. How many of those people are taking their money from that was being spent elsewhere to put it to the Twins?
1: Yeah. I assume there's some. And you got another problem too. If the wolves get good, yeah. Because if, if you if you're a corporation, unless you love hockey, you're doing this to to For clients. entertain clients. Yeah. And that means going to the most fun experience in town and the best experience as far as as a good team. And if people are like, well, the wild's not fun to watch, you're going to be like, okay, zap that. Yeah. Go somewhere else.
0: That's why I I think all those things are. I think they're having some tough discussions over at the wild yep. with kind of. Where they're at, and where they're going, and and in a market where it's it's there's a big competition for dollars and fans, and it's big competition, and it's really not that big because we're not that big a market. Well, no, what I'm saying is is tickets are so expensive now. I think back in the old days, guys would say, "Well, I got Vikings tickets, I got Twins tickets, I got Wild tickets." I think I think sports have become so expensive that that people have said, "You know what? I can't afford all of them, so I got to." Pick and choose here, whereas before I might have had season tickets to three teams, where now I might be able to just have one or suites or sweet su- Yeah, and exactly so I think right. people are having to make choices, and I think that's reflected in maybe the attendance with, that everybody's facing that, mm-hmm. that's going down, and that people just. I mean, I can't imagine having season tickets to two or three teams in town the, as expensive as they are, and how much you know commitment oh, yeah. it is to go to these games now. Vikings tickets are are gold, they and they're going
1: nowhere, right? Yeah, but besides that. Wolves, Twins, Wild, Gophers, Gopher
0: Sports. Yeah, it's a free for all. Sure, that's what yeah, I'm, I'm saying, and that's why I think there's. No, you're, that's what I'm saying. There's I'm a big competition for. Point, for a, point, yes. There's a big competition for fans, and mm-hmm. so I think every team deals with that. And I'll, I'll throw the Gophers in there as a as a team, the athletic department. Sure. I think they're they all uh, are always talking about and mindful of. Hey, we're competing with these other for. You know, for corporate, for fans, because there's just not an endless supply of money with the way the costs are now.
1: All right, sir, we're done. Thank you. All right, brother. Conduits of trouble.
0: Have a great fourth Chip Scoggins. Talk to you later.